What's your favorite Denzel director combo? Like, is it Tony Scott and Denzel? Antoine Fuqua and Denzel? Spike Lee and Denzel? Or Denzel and Denzel? I honestly, I feel like he and Spike have a rapport because of the two I can think of off the top of my head, all the characters felt fluid and different. Even though you're like working with the same people, and that's kind of a interesting like way they work together. Like I don't feel like Nolan has a great like the whole situation feels different with Nolan, but sometimes the actors fall into the same kind of static thing. Where I don't feel like they did that with uh, Spike. That's me though. Okay, Cherry. <laughs> I'm. I mean, I. <laughs> I feel like I can only say Spike Lee because. Although I know those other two directors' names, I can't tell you a single movie they've done. Uh, like, I can't be like, oh, that one movie that Fuqua did. No, nope, I have no idea. <laughs> I only know. <laughs> I can only name Spike Lee movies from that list. So I'm going to have to say Spike Lee. Tra- Training Day, Equalizers. Hmm. And Tony Scott. Uh, Tony Scott, this. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> is it a, what's the train one? I was confused. Unstoppable and <laughs> that other one with the train. <laughs> yeah, unstoppable and taking the Pelham one twenty one two three. It was unstoppable. Oh, I yeah, think yeah, Pelham has. Uh... Yeah. Oh, I guess Tony Scott did Maverick, uh, Top Gun Maverick. He's dead. Tony Scott. Yeah, Tony Scott's dead. <laughs> so he got that. He got that Maverick out and just pieced. <laughs> he he he's been dead a minute. I, I don't know what to oh. <laughs> hold on. I gotta look into this. <laughs> Fuqua was Wait, also. Why, this, why does that taste Tony Scott for the? What am I searching? Fuqua was also a Magnificent Seven. Tony oh. Scott. I swear to God, when I searched Tony Scott Top he, Gun Maverick, he did up, original Top Gun. It, okay, maybe maybe it's just conflating things because the AI yeah. is stupid. Yeah, is you got to stop using Google now? By the way, I don't. I learned that this week. Google's oh, yeah. AI has gone. I don't know. It's the snake starting to eat its tail or something. And oh no! He, it, uh, I watched an entire thing about like uh, how AI works, and uh, apparently Google's is one of the dumbest ones. I would have not expected that. It's wild, right? There was an ice test where it was like, "What's wrong with this glass of ice?" Or this like this glass? It was full of water, but the ice was at the bottom. And Google was like, uh, "Well, the thing is, ice cannot." stay in water because it would melt it wasn't even thinking about the buoyancy <laughs> it, and it literally said ice is so dense that it falls in water it's like no what's wrong <laughs> did you did somebody tell you, you google have you been using google to confirm your own biases yes <laughs> oh my god so yeah like it it's so bad that you can't really, it's maybe 50-50 to get the answer you're looking for when you Google things now. Oh, my God. And, like, I don't know if you've seen those memes. It's, like, the hardest thing to find, and it'll be some, something from a movie, something fictional, and then it'll be, like, the second page of Google. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the I was ads- like, I did notice that shit. But, yeah, Tony Scott, he did both the train movies. <laughs> he did Pelham, Pelham and uh, Unstoppable? And Unstoppable, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, Man of Fire, Deja but, Vu. But Pelham has Pelham John Travolta, right? Uh, yeah, and yeah. Chris Pine is unstoppable. Uh, Crimson Tide. <laughs> uh, I think those are all the yeah, those are all the Denzel ones. Tony, <laughs> and, Tony Scott, and uh, Three Six Mafia, Love and Trains. 
let me Fuqua is I think I might be missing one. Training day, equalizers, magnificent seven. Nah, that's all the Denzels. Huh. Who else did I say? Uh, Sp- <laughs> Spike Lee, not Spike Lee. Oh. Spike Lee and Denzel himself. Denzel himself is Antoine Fisher, Great Debaters, and Fences. Mm. And Spike got Malcolm X, obviously. Uh, uh, no Better Blues. Inside and Man. Inside Man. Yeah. So, of those four, while y'all think about it, let me see if I find any more ones that he, he uh, any more people he worked with a lot. I think that might be it as far as like three or more. No, nah, that's fine. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, well, t- Tim said Spike. Who you got mm. now that you have? Now that I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'd probably say Fuqua then. Okay. Yeah. I think they make a good combo. All Just of in them, general, I like that group of movies better. I think Spike is the only one, or Spike and obviously Denzel himself. <laughs> you can cross those two off as far <laughs> as like having Denzel thrillers. But yeah. <laughs> I think all the Tony Scott Denzels are Denzel thrillers. Mm. And I think Ridley Scott was American gangster, if that matters at all, the brother. But yeah, uh, Tony Scott, I think, committed suicide in like 2012. To this day, like... I don't think anything ever came out as to why or if he was going through anything. It just, yeah. And then his brother just kept it moving. I mean, he probably, <laughs> I, I, that's that's mean. He could have mourned in his own way. He could have mourned privately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, really. Know this made in real life. He's like, I'm feeling things. I'm going to make a movie. <laughs> okay, for me, dang. For me, I th- that's a hard one. I think Denzel X Denzel is the bottom of the list, but. Tony might win off of Crimson Tide and maybe this one. I don't know. Crimson Tide is the strongest Tony Scott Denzel to me. Antoine got Training Day and the Equalizers. I don't know. I I have no answer. All right. Well, wait, no. Tony also got Deja Vu. So I'm going to say Tony. Between Crimson Tide, Deja Vu, Man on Fire. Yeah. Okay. Tony. Tony's my favorite. Denzel director combo. <laughs> now I'm like thinking about how good Crimson Tide was. <laughs> it's been a long time since I saw that. So the the structure of the the Denzel miniseries has been strong acting, <laughs> something goofy, and then end it with the Denzel thriller trademark. <laughs> so maybe in a future one it could be like start off with Crimson Tide. Okay. Then what's a what's a goofy one? I don't know, we can figure out the goofy one and then end on like, hmm, maybe American Gangsta. I don't know. Uh, it's whatever. We don't got to do that now. That's fine. I forgot about John Q. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, thank you for joining us today. We're the secret group of brown kids. And who are the secret group of brown kids? Well, it's a secret. But you might be able to find us in Mexico City definitely not shoving C4 up crooked cops asses <laughs> yikes <laughs> right <laughs> all right well <laughs> and on the panel today we got <laughs> we got tim who holds the world records of gummy bears held in his mouth at one time <laughs> And Sherry, you might have heard of her, who holds the world record of Lord of the Rings languages known. Ooh. <laughs> News to her. Ooh. <laughs>
<laughs> and today we're doing uh, Man on Fire. We're finishing off our first uh, Denzel miniseries with a Denzel thriller trademark. I have to say, I have to say trademark at the end of anytime you say Denzel thriller. <laughs> it's a thing. And came out in 2004, theatrical release, directed by Tony Scott, rest in peace. And if you have no idea what this is, I, I mean, it's definitely one of his more popular ones. But plot summary is in Mexico City, a former CIA operative swears vengeance on those who committed an unspeakable act against the family he was hired to protect. So this was like this was my first Denzel on a Warpath movie. And I remember not wanting to watch it because I saw the poster in the movie theater for it. And it was Denzel fire. But right behind him was a girl smiling, like a little girl smiling. And I was like, oh, no, my brain immediately went to like family movie, like tooth, like tooth fairy, <laughs> yeah, tooth fairy, yeah. a pacifier or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Even though I think this might have been before both of those, but still, like that's where my brain went was was kindergarten cop. Like, <laughs> even though kindergarten cop is a great movie now, but in two thousand four, edgy teenage just, Tiff was not trying to watch a family movie. You, you just worried about you worried about Denzel sitting down with a little girl. Like, hey, uh, who, who's your daddy? Tell me what he does. <laughs> I just pulled this poster up on my phone and nothing about this says. You know, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I am not crazy. That poster, she was smiling. And I think they re-released the poster with her not smiling. They have, they, there have been a multiple, uh, when I searched it, there were a lot of weird variants. So I don't doubt that there was at least a couple of times somebody just let that slip. Plus, uh, I don't know how they got so many shots of Dakota Fanning, like, making, like, a sad face, because I don't think the girl knows how to not smile. (laughs) Right? So, first bit of trivia, Denzel thought Dakota was so good that he would forget he was in a scene when he was acting with her, sometimes. So, apparently she can do it all. But, like, little little Dakota Fanning is pretty cute. She doing a swim. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you the fastest in the water, but you the slowest one off the block. So, what does that mean? I gotta be fast off the block. Exactly. <laughs> Slap two bricks together. This little, I mean, we're gonna get into it, but like, I just wanna, I really just wanna throw out there, this little girl sounded like she was damn near 30. She was. She, she always was, has, though. <laughs> she was like, it, it was just another one, one of those, it was like, man, this kid too intelligent. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. And they kept like, uh, Rada Mitchell was like, I want to meet her when she's 25 to see what she's like. Because if she's like this at six or whatever, however old she was. I think she's, did she stop acting? No. <laughs> she took a little break, but she came back. But most of her stuff has been indie. Okay. Except for the alienist. On... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a Love show, that show. She's great in that show. Wasn't that but like yeah, TNT a... or something? Yeah, TNT or TBS, one of those. Yeah. It's a great show. I don't know if I, it's still on. I think that was her was first great. thing back from her break. But her little sister, Elle Fanning, definitely like took the torch in the time oh, she yeah. was chilling. Because they're both like insane. Yeah. So starring Denzel Washington, obviously. Also starring Christopher Walken, uh, Rada Mitchell, who is somebody that Cherry... Her name Cherry always remembers. I don't know why. Is it pitch black? Rada Mitchell is one of the like the, the white. <laughs> is it pitch black? No. I don't know. You or always remember si- her name. Or is it Silent Hill? I don't know. You never really talk. You talk about pitch black more than Silent Hill. So I'm I do. Pitch I black. love pitch black. Oh, but <laughs> but like Rada Mitchell is one of those 
No, it's pitch white black. women that I get confused with for other white women. Because I don't so think that's Naomi. I, I never I never trust myself. <laughs> I very much was looking at her, looking at her dead in the face and was like, uh, I know I've seen her or something, but now I'm not sure what it is. So definitely. Because you may be confusing her with Naomi Watts. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I confuse it's- Naomi Watts with Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman? What? Oh, get out! <laughs> now, do not put a white, a blonde white woman in front of me. I will call her by the wrong name. But not Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I could almost see it, but not to the extent that I think you mean. No. No. There's more. There's more. I just can't remember who else I confuse her with. Like, I also know that... What's the one that named her daughter? Every Apple? movie Naomi Watts. When it's Paltrow. When it's Paltrow. Paltrow. I usually recognize her because she got a long ass neck. Yes. <laughs> but you can tell them apart now because Nicole's got that nose. Yeah. Yeah. I know Nicole Kidman when I see her now. Um, but yeah, it was, it's pitch black. She's the captain. <laughs> Hold up. A truck just rolled by and not only did I hear it, your screen shook too. That's wild. <laughs> We're in the same house. <laughs> yeah. But why are you in such a vulnerable room? It also drove, but well, see, it wasn't. I didn't hear it though. I barely heard it. Your screen started shaking. <laughs> <laughs> you know how butterfly effect when he about to like go through time. <laughs> have you ever? And this is gonna sound real ridiculous. Do you have an electric toothbrush? Yes. <laughs> look, if you got one of those old digital LED clocks, use your electric toothbrush and look at one. Look at the at the digital clock. It'll do the butterfly effect. Thing. I'm doing it tonight. <laughs> I did it at a hotel, and I scared myself because I was like, "What's going on?" And I realized you oh, about to go back in time. No, I was, I was clear. I was like tired. I was just like, uh, "Oh no, 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 no!" But it was just the vibrations <laughs> moving your head. I was just like, I, I was concerned. I felt like it was a rough night, and I was tired from the road, and it was just like, "No, no, 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 no!" Not I, I love Not that your response to like the world starting to shake. It was no, 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 but it was, but that's a response I would assume you would give if you knew what was gonna happen. But it was just like <laughs> not it was, again. It was just like one of those days where like every any little thing would have been that that level too much. Okay, I got you. Yeah. You're like no, no, <laughs> not now. Time travel. <laughs> like where you just mm That's enough. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, I don't even remember what we were talking about, so I'm gonna just keep the movie. <laughs> we were we left off. You were listing the actors. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, Mickey Weird ass with Mickey Rourke and his weird fingernails. Um, Mark Anthony. Uh, did I say Dakota Fanning? <laughs> Dakota Fanning. Yeah. Um, that's, Poor that's, Mark that's, Anthony. That's the bulk of it, right? Who Who was Mickey Rourke, and how did I not recognize the lawyer him? in what? the very beginning? Yeah, he was the he, one that he suggests- was the lawyer in the in the sunglasses. I'm said, going to believe you. Yeah. <laughs> he was the one that was like, you know, you need to renew your your bodyguard so you can get the this insurance. Seriously, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> he did kind of slip into the movie and right back out. <laughs> I think they actually. I mean, I, oh, that's a spoiler. We'll get to it in a bit. Uh, yeah, so budget was seventy million. Uh, box office made seven seventy seven point nine domestic, fifty two point nine international, hundred thirty point eight total for seventy million. So obviously it was a success. And this actually surprised me. I don't know. I'm I, I'm still thinking about it. 
Rotten Tomatoes audience score, I think it was 89 or 90, and critic score was 38. Yeah, that's awkward. That's <laughs> a huge difference. Can, can that be off of, like, lack of, like, attainable information or something? That just seems low. <laughs> it could be that it's dated and critics went back because you see this with old movies a lot critics will go back and watch a movie and that predates rotten tomatoes it predates them being on rotten tomatoes and judge it but it's dated so it you know Hmm. don't quite stick whereas audience would be would rate it like i remember that movie being amazing and Uh, which was my thing because i had this rated as a 10 out of 10 (laughs) oh i gotta lower that yeah I absolutely remember liking this movie, but as I said earlier, it's just, I don't remember it looking like a Trent Reznor video the whole time. The whole time. There were so many times I was just like, what was any of that just now? There was too much of whatever it was. I might have even left it at a 10 out of 10 if they didn't do that shit. I was mad Mm -hmm. the whole movie. And I was like, this is jarring. I know you're trying to do a little flashback and you show that that he's like in a a bad way, but you could have just used traditional anything for just now. (laughs) Man... I was so mad. Then I started to remember other movies that that did it, and it was I think it was just the time period because I remember there's a there's a uh, hold on it might also be a Tony Scott movie. Hold on, because <laughs> now I'm starting to connect dots. So wait, it was a Tony Scott movie. He was doing that shit for a while. <sighs> um, there's a movie called Domino starring uh, Kieran Knightley, and I that this was the first oh. time I remember. Oh, watching a movie and seeing clicked. this shit yes and being like there was too much in that is, too I, what yeah. is this what what the fuck is this and like the whole movie i don't know if the rest was good or not because all i could focus in was like how jarring that is and like i'm not a fan of shaky cam but i'll deal with it but like this was so much why was he doing that <laughs> it felt nostalgic though <laughs> yeah it, it you immediately could feel the time period like <laughs> Like unnecessary uh, brown hues, weird, uh, weird saturation. Yeah, it was all there. Well, they were in Mexico, so you know they. Oh yeah, they had to do the 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 shithole uh, filter, which is (laughs) fucked up. But like they're from. I didn't. This isn't me calling Mexico a shithole. I know. I know. It's a thing. They like they call it. Yeah. Okay. And it, I think they're finally starting to pull away from it because they realize, oh, this is uh, kind of sketch. <laughs> everybody's, Sorry, everybody's getting dunked on about it, too. So it is, it's one of those things where hazing is working. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I like when hazing works. I, I, think the, I think the first movie to do it, or at least the first movie that really like caused other movies to start doing it was Traffic. And since Traffic, yeah. until maybe like the last year or two, Every time someone's in Mexico, there's a shithole filter. Like <laughs> they do it for the Middle East too. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, you're in nondescript uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Middle East uh, city. You hear the the, the same. Yep. <laughs> Was that a sitar? Uh, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to sand dunes. Just a, just the lady. An orange like, filter. Oh, Shout out the heat waves. Yep. <laughs> But there's a meme in that, like, there's a, the the waves, 
the music, the lady singing, the sand, the filter, and then w- the black comic relief guy going, damn, this show is hot out here. <laughs> it's like, okay, we've established we're in the Middle East. <laughs> Turn the knob back down. Of course, I, I think, you, I don't know if either one of you saw my ridiculous, it's a TikTok, but it was just a dumb video I did before TikTok. I was watching the Defenders on Netflix. Yeah. And it was like, the this whole scene where they were establishing um Jessica Jones like being like oh there's like somebody dead but then it turns to Luke Cage and it just the entire situation gets black all of a sudden <laughs> it just it's, it and it it's like if you weren't thinking about it you probably was fine but for me it was like so awkward that I just sang my own little song on top of it where I was like now the show is black <laughs> You can tell it's black now because of the ghetto. It's just like, <laughs> it was a lot. All right. Uh, before we start, shout outs. Uh, we got our usual suspects. Shout out Quebec and Ontario, uh, Washington, Illinois, other California. <laughs> DC, who I'm pretty sure was Wheels. And if it's not Wheels, uh, shout out whoever you are. <laughs> we also got Nebraska, Nevada, and Montana. Uh, thank you. Welcome. They they started uh, coming back. And Nigeria came back. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Nigeria. Hello, Nigeria. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you haven't already uh, subscribed to the podcast, like, share, do all that. Since you're coming back anyway, right? Spoiler and time. moving forward. We're going to spoil it's stuff spo- if you haven't seen this time. 2004 Denzel thriller trademark. <laughs> Spoiler, Snape kills a Mexican cop. <gasps> so I froze when that happened. So all I saw was spoiler Snape. <laughs> and then I was like, is he going to say it? Or is he gonna make a spoiler, joke? Snape. <laughs> There's there's maybe three you're the man now dogs that like is that are burned into my brain. And one of them is is hey, Snake kills Dumbledore. No, you bitch. <laughs> I forgot about that entire website. That's a shame. <laughs> you're the man now, dog. <laughs> that movie, whole oh, man. <laughs> I just honestly wonder how Sean Connery felt about it. Like, was he? <laughs> he Someone cause... tried to explain the the whole black thing people. To him. Well, no, the whole "you're the man now" dog thing, and he just looked pissed off. <laughs> he looked like, "Don't talk to me." <laughs> he was clearly like. I didn't even want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, when they said we were going to be helping a black kid, I thought they were talking about maybe someone who was blacklisted for sexual harassment, which is something I understand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know... Real quick, real short, how you fi- how you feel about the movie? Uh, you want to go ahead? I mean, I feel like anything I say today would be unfair. You should have asked me <laughs> 19 years ago. <laughs> and I would be like, oh my God, that was so good. That movie was so good. 
Okay. <laughs> Look, I said it. I I think without the the freaking Trent Reznor shit that Tony was on, like I think it was, it's still a great movie. It's just that that it just would take me out of it. It's like Inception. Like I'm in the dream, and then the kick happens because they start spazzing out on the screen. All of that stuff works if you're making seven. Man. But if you're making Man on Fire, it feels out of place. It does. I'd forget it was going to happen, and then it would happen in again. It I'd happened still again. Be like, yes. It happened in the beginning, and I was like, "Oh, that is a horrible choice," and that went yeah, on a way too opening. long. Way too long for. I was for like, that "What? A, what a weird opening. This will be fine, though." And then <laughs> it was not. It kept happening again. Like there was one where it happened with Dakota that went, happened for like 15 seconds, and it was just her like, like frightened jumping across the screen <laughs> in both filter, <laughs> and like it was almost like they. I, I don't. I don't want to say it, but it was like <laughs> it would be as if you were actually watching them murder a child on screen and 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 it's like we don't need to see like it was just so off-putting we we get what you're trying to say please move on before it gets more this is a scary situation it's intense we we okay we got it don't do this again (laughs) why are you torturing us tony scott (laughs) anyway uh tim (laughs) um yes i i echo a lot of the same sentiment um I feel like by the end of things, just to because sometimes I like to over canon everything into like one specific world. I just feel like by the end of this whole thing, crazy becomes lore that John Wick and his ilk know about. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's wild is uh, this is based on a novel and the writer wrote. uh, I mean, we already said the spoiler warning. The the ending is different in the book, and the writer wrote four more. Five. It was about to be five. I think he died writing the fifth one. Sequels starring Creasy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to be weird, we do. We just see him close his eyes. <laughs> he just closed, He just took a nap. And then it says John Creasy nineteen whatever. <laughs> It's 2003. Question mark. Question mark? <laughs> that See, that, this seems like the, either an edit or t- jumping ahead. Uh, how are you going to be like, oh, wow, we just made the movie really sad. But the bad guy didn't get away with it at the last second. We don't explain how they found him, but they got him. <laughs> they got him. They got him. <laughs> Everybody happy. Sorry, we killed Creasy. So I have a theory. And we'll get. I'll, I'll bring it up at the end. All right, so let's get into it. Film starts out with the bump. There's one kidnapping every 60 minutes in Latin America. 70% of the victims do not survive. And then we get this scary-ass montage we were talking about. <laughs> not because of the subject matter, but because the editing was just so jarring. Montage of a guy getting kidnapped and like his family being extorted. And <laughs> they keep doing that the rest of the movie. It, uh, then we're introduced continues. to John Creasy <laughs> Denzel, who is visiting an old work friend, Paul Rayburn, played by Christopher Walken in Mexico City. And uh, <laughs> clearly, like, they were, like, old military buddies or, or they were CIA or something together. And Denzel feels some type of way about what they were doing. And 
he's an alcoholic now and he's just kind of aimless, right? And so at some point he asked him, like, you think God will ever forgive us for what, what we did? And Christopher Walken's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Everybody else in the room was like, kids, could you bring it down a notch? Well, they're, at a, they're at like a cookout. Like, it's like 87 underage girls there. Like, they're just, just, you ever think about dying? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa what, whoa. what, what? Jesus. Have another Corona. <laughs> chill, man. You're, I guess you're not actually in therapy, huh? No, no, no. I, I, I have, no, absolutely not. This was 2003. <laughs> nah, he wasn't in no therapy. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Christy, you want to decompress? Tell me about anything about your dad. He's not in here. I don't know who I was even thinking was. No, nope. he didn't even come in the door. What am I talking about? <laughs> so... Creasy seems aimless, so Paul convinces him to take up a bodyguard position in Mexico City with Samuel Ramos, who's played by Mark Anthony. Side note, remember I told you about the thing where, like, I'd see an actor and I just keep seeing him all of a sudden? And, like, it's happening again, because I watched Hackers yesterday, Uh... and Mark Anthony (laughs) had a a small part in it. And then the very next movie... There you are. Here he is again. Anyway, so, (laughs) Mark Anthony plays Ramos. uh, And Ramos is a well-to-do, like, automaker... Or at least he inherited uh, the auto company from his dad. And he needs uh, a bodyguard for his young daughter, Peta Dakota Fanning, in order to get her insurance policy renewed or whatever. But, like, that's how how bad the kidnappings are there, that in order for them to get insurance, they need to have proof that they have a bodyguard. See, I understand that because they dropped our house insurance when we got these storm shutters for the house. We just had to take pictures of the storm shutters on the house, and they were like, Booyah, we're going to drop you a little bit. At, good job taking them pictures. But, uh, <laughs> but like, kid insurance needs to know you got Denzel, though. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> is, our, is our kid insurance covered because we got a Denzel? Is it Troy? <laughs> no, is no, it no. Troy, though? <laughs> our friend Camp Denzel. Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Denzel the ear episode in the Kanto episode. Oh. Side note, I tried to get him on this episode or one of these Denzel episodes because his name is Denzel. <laughs> but also, he's literally named after him, so <laughs> his, his mom had a crush. Oh, dang. Yeah. <laughs> his mom could have liked a truck. He could be named Montero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Monteros were big. Ugh. No, they they rolled it. <laughs> you get where you need to go. <laughs> uh shout out denzel and denzel <laughs> uh so next the uh, uh, like creasy interviews with ramos for the position and when asked uh why he was so cheap creasy st- is up front he straight up says oh i got a drinking problem <laughs> and the th- <laughs> there's two scenes where he does this it's it's this and then the very next one. He, well, he's, I guess it's still the same scene. But, like, he he tells him he has a drinking problem, and he looks him dead in the eye. Well, he's in the in the rearview mirror. He looks at him like, what you going to do? <laughs> 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 he just straight up tells him. And then Ramos is like, all right, well, keep it a secret. <laughs> no doubt. And then Creasy side-eyes him for that. Like, you're hiring me to protect your daughter, and I just told you I'm a drunk. And you were like, all right, just don't tell nobody. We're straight. We're straight. Like, what type of shit are you on? And he, like, looks at him like, 
it's so funny because the layer is like, does he want this job? <laughs> <laughs> but also like, yo, he's a shit bag. <laughs> like, I know my problem. Do you know yours? <laughs> so they get to the house and like Ramos introduced him to his wife, Lisa, played by Rada Mitchell, right? I'm yeah. still on track with my white women. Um, <laughs> it's only the one. <laughs> and she offers him a drink to which Creasy immediately says yes to and then stares at her. <laughs> stares at her. What'd you go do? And like, cause he, Mark Anthony looks up like, for real? Like, <laughs> she looks dead at him. <laughs> Like, I don't even think she finished talking and he answered her. <laughs> like, don't mind if I do. <laughs> so I have a jack and water. <laughs> Say something. I think he aggressively downs it when she's like, no, hey. He is like. <laughs> yeah, when she's like, hey, Peter, show him your room. And he's like, I'm going to finish this right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then looks him dead in the face dead again. The- like, <laughs> and- I told you. <laughs> He said hide it. He didn't say he couldn't hide it in plain sight. <laughs> oh, man. Like, Creasy sure... Easily Creasy, the funniest uh, part of the sure movie. Sure does like drinking. Oh, I just I just think he likes to have a good time. <laughs> Honey, he's a drunk. No, he's just fun. Yeah, so Dakota Fanning and Rod Mitchell see the absolute best in them. <laughs> So uh, the, after yeah after the the, the drink scene, <laughs> he goes off with Dakota Fanning and she takes him around the house and like shows him his room. And Rada Mitchell tells Mark Anthony like she approves of him immediately. And he was like the fifth or sixth like bodyguard they interviewed this week. Mark Anthony's like, why? How are you so sure all of a sudden? And she's like, oh well, he's an American, and she liked that. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are both overcompensating because someone is black. <laughs> don't want to look racist. <laughs> don't, we're the only white people in Mexico. It would be a shame <laughs> if everyone thought we were racist. Oh, man. You read between the lines on that one. Good job. He's so, great. Creasy starts his job, and like Peter uh, Dakota Fanning is a pain in the ass, right? And she's just asking him question after question. On like the first trip they're going is uh, he's dropping off to school. She just asks question after question after question. And before this, I think she described to her mom that Creasy is like a big sad teddy bear or something like that. So she likes him, but he straight up tells her, "Look, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm just here to do this job." <laughs> Like, like, this is work for me. Stop asking me questions. And, like, Creasy, Creasy, do you have any games on your phone? (laughs) (laughs) When when he tells her this, it like hurts her, hurts her feelings. And she immediately jumps out the front seat. Why was she in the front seat? Jumps out the front seat. Oh, go ahead. That scared me. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? Scared him too. (laughs) What, what in the, what in the blonde white child is happening? Yeah. It that, was like this is bad. Did she just got in the back seat? She could have. She could have said, "I'm gonna get in the back because I'm sad," or nah, just something. No, she said nothing. She over the center console. Right. Yeah. She weighs 13 pounds. She could have just <laughs> like. She kicked open that door, jumped out. He jumped out, ready to run after her, and she just ran into the back seat, hoping the yeah, back door hopped there in. Like, mm. and he was like, "Okay." <laughs> like, <laughs> 
<laughs> on one hand, the fuck was that? On the other hand, at least I don't have to chase her through the streets. So, <laughs> all right. And she clearly about to shut up now, so cool. That black man chasing that little white girl. And he just turned and goes, it's Mexico. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's fine. We don't care. We forgot we don't care. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, that night, uh, Denzel drunk tries to kill himself but the gun doesn't go off right (laughs) like he was lit (laughs) movie stays on 10 yeah and so gun doesn't go off and it's like raining and he goes outside into the courtyard and he calls uh paul christopher walken and (laughs) he doesn't tell him what he just did but he i forgot what he asked but it's like yeah you ever have a you ever have a bullet just uh not work like the gun not go off like yeah pull the trigger and nothing happens (laughs) yeah yeah i mean uh bad dimple in the bullet you know uh why are you asking that though (laughs) (laughs) right so you you good what were you what were you doing he tells him that a a bullet never lies which doesn't (laughs) make a whole As, lot of sense. When it's you a neat about, line, but yeah, it, when you think about it, don't don't think about it too much. But yeah, <laughs> so Creasy was like apologizing for waking him up. He's like, "It's all right, I was watching TV anyway." Which he was lying, but he was just yeah. being nice to his friend because clearly he going through some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Storming outside, you call me two o'clock in the morning asking about bullets. <laughs> Creasy, you ain't trying to shoot that little girl, did you? <laughs> what? What? No, no. Why would it do that? I'm just checking in. Just. <laughs> You know, in hindsight, Rayburn, Paul Rayburn, Christopher Walken, he was actually a really good friend because mm-hmm. like he knew what he would always know what Creasy was going through without it needing to be said, you know, like he already mm-hmm. kind of knew. Funny, he uh, they wanted him to play the lawyer, uh, Mickey Rourke's part, but he uh, said he was tired of playing bad guys. So he has to I play Rayburn. <laughs> so moving forward, aside from like noticing that there's a car that keeps following them on the way to school <laughs> denzel like starts to lighten up and like he actually becomes friends with dakota fanning and he starts to like coach her to be a better swimmer and he starts to drink less and reading his uh, reading his bible more should have made that a drake joke <laughs> for her it was training day <laughs> <laughs> and what's wild to me is now we are at an hour into the movie uh <laughs> It sounded like such little happened, but it didn't feel like only a little bit happened unless I was just straight up falling asleep and not <laughs> noticing. <laughs> but yeah, we're an hour into the movie now. Anyway, so now stuff starts to happen. So Denzel drops off Dakota for at piano lessons and he's like chilling outside with the dog. And you actually see him just kind of like just enjoying sitting there, enjoying life, the sunshine, fresh air. And he seemed like at, at peace, right? And then... A cop car rolls by, and it hits reverse, and then he notices some other cop cars block the street off, and then he gets a glimpse of the the car that was following him for a while, and he already knew what the fuck was up, right? And then Dakota comes outside because the lesson's over, and like Denzel yells for her to run, and he fires a shot into the air, which I'm not sure was the point, because we don't see a whole lot of people around and maybe maybe she like froze and he like fired it's a shot to like on the freezer. To- to the 20 minutes of them practicing at the pool, her not flinching when the gun goes off. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so, she took note cause, of it. Because she froze. So he yeah. fired the gun and it was, that was her, <laughs> her cue to start swimming. Yeah. And she did run. To be fair, yeah. she did run. But then a cop shoots Denzel in the back. 
And in the process, I think he kills four of them. Two of them were cops, and he kills four of the or two of the actual kidnappers. Two, uh, yeah, he killed yeah. at least two of the cops. Two and, cops and two kidnappers. Mm-hmm, yeah. But yeah, one he goes down after that because I mean, he got shot the fucking back. And Dakota runs back to him, and that's when they scoop her up. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching this movie a little bit sleepy, and when this happened and he shot the gun, my <laughs> hyperactive imagination asks, I imagined the Dakota Fanny jumping through the air and hit landing on the ground and starting to act like she was swimming. And him just being like, you dumb little idiot, get up and run. <laughs> but she's just on the ground like. <sighs> the kidnappers are like, mm, never mind. <laughs> They're not going to miss this one. Let's go. Ain't nobody paying to get back. They're not. They, uh, they'd be glad this one's gone. Oh, man. <laughs> I just realized I missed the opportunity for a fences joke with the like you. <laughs> I, I gotta, gotta like, like you. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so next we see Carissa unconscious in a hospital bed with the police taking pictures with them. <laughs> and yeah, then there's I a like press that. conference and like the chief of police, I guess, is uh talking about how Carissa killed two cops and they're blaming the, the kidnapping on him. Ugh. <laughs> and uh, a lady reporter asked like the right question and she's like what were the cops doing there off duty in uniform and there's a dude behind her and he mumbles that they were corrupt and at the first thought he was another reporter yeah. but he's actually like the director of like the mexican like atf or something or some some, some task yeah yeah kind of like their fbi yeah. yeah okay okay uh but yeah he's clearly like the internal investigation or he's doing an investigation into like the corruption so, like, that's why he's with her. Also, they're, like, friends. Yes. <laughs> Sympathico. Uh, but, yeah, of course, the question don't get answered, right? Then it cuts to Ramos and Jordan, what's her name? Cough, some, the Mickey Rourke, the lawyer. Uh, cuts to them, and Mickey Rourke's, like, reassuring Ramos that, like, Pete is going to be safe. Then uh, Mickey Rourke, like, I guess the cops are there, too, and Mickey Rourke tells the cops present that they don't want their assistance, and they'll handle negotiations themselves. Just what? Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is all, everything about, every time we see him, it's, like, obvious that shit is sketch. This might be, like, <laughs> one of the last times we actually see him. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, Creasy wakes up two days later after the kidnapping, and, and Paul tells him that uh, he killed four four dudes, but they still got the girl. And he tries to get some more info out of Creasy, but he's still, like, you know, still, like, almost unconscious. I feel like he was also covering. He needed to see those faces to know who they were, but didn't want them to know he did know that. Oh, true, true. Yeah. Wait. You remember he was like showing him the, he's like, did you see this man? Did you see this man? And Creasy goes, nah, nah, nah. And it's like, oh, it's like I definitely got you, I got people you. who were there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> definitely people you, he you. shot at with a gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> nah, son. Not, not, none of those guys. Nah. But if the cops know, then he doesn't get his vengeance, so. I got you. And like, once again, Paul being a fr- good friend and knowing what to say or what, what what's all like going on. <laughs> he already knew Creasy was going to want some vengeance. Is that mm-hmm. what you're saying? That's funny. Yep. <laughs> he knows this man, dude. Paul knows what's up. Good friend. <laughs> so, yeah. So, then we see uh, Mickey Rourke and Mark Anthony receiving the drop-off instructions from the kidnappers. 
all in the freaking I'm just keep calling her the Trent Reznor uh, <laughs> uh yes whatever <laughs> spasms I, I don't know like <laughs> that's God. not that's accurate enough yes yeah uh <laughs> such an accurate description though like that gritty rock not like late 90s music video yeah <laughs> overkill for the situation regardless so much like this could could have probably shaved off a smooth 30 minutes if they just chilled on that Mm -hmm. make each one of those two seconds three seconds long same effect (laughs) less movie look three seconds was the limit if if they did it real quick it didn't bug me but once i hit Mm -hmm. like four or five seconds i felt my chest getting tight (laughs) it's too much uh anyway sorry we keep harping on this it was just rough (laughs) I mean, if y'all watch the movie too, you know what I'm talking about. But uh, so they they received the drop off instructions, and <laughs> they had to drive around a public roundabout twice and wave. This was kind of dumb to me. Drive around the roundabout twice, take your shirt off, and wave it out the window just to get out to go to a payphone. <laughs> like you couldn't just send them straight to the payphone. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm not a kidnapper. I don't know how they think, but. Uh, <laughs> go to a payphone and get more directions and then that's where he drops the money off and like the scene is like intercut with like them getting the information and mark anthony actually doing it but in the scene with him going to drop the money off there's a dude driving the car that we haven't really seen before and apparently he's like the head of the kidnapping task force with the police or whatever which was confusing because they told the police that they didn't want to work with him but right yeah anyway uh so while that happens, the dude that's driving the car takes a phone call, and he's like, hey, the police said no no phones. And he's like, it's okay, it's okay, I'm going to go. And then when Mark Anthony goes to, like, drop the money, and then a shootout happens, and he runs away. So next, uh, the family gets a call saying Ramos didn't follow the instructions, and the kidnapper's nephew was killed in the process. And they're blaming it on Ramos. Like, they're like, he tried to cheat us kind of deal. Like, or the... The what's ambush must yeah. have been Ramos's dudes. Ergo, he has forfeited his daughter, and so like Rada Mitchell grabs the phone and she tries to plead and apologizes. And uh, the voice is what he's dubbed. Uh, is like, sorry, but we got to kill your daughter. It's not. It's gonna happen because <laughs> y'all killed my nephew. So, in the words of my guy and his mother, the whole baby party broke up. <laughs> Actually, that's a little too on the nose. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this that was kind of a rough moment though because it was just like yeah just, you see just straight to straight to killing her like yep. dag life like, for a life ugh. and then you see like you know the lisa the mom her find out that her daughter is gonna die and her and she completely you know lost it that was rough <laughs> i wish we focused more on samuel's face though <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, next. So the guy we saw with the lady reporter. Um, sorry, I wrote this before I found out his fucking name. <laughs> uh, he meets with Paul and like they get Creasy moved from the hospital to I think it's a vet. <laughs> yeah, it's like why does this feel like a dog hospital? <laughs> <laughs> and I I still wasn't sure who the hell he was. So I was like, how did they just manage to get this dude? who's technically in police custody from the hospital. I don't know if he used his connections or if they literally just went in there and took him and they were able to. 
But yeah, so Paul tells Creasy that Peter was killed because of a botched, uh, the botched drop-off. And Creasy is still in bad shape, and we hear that he had like a gunshot wound to the chest. Or the bullet went in his back and came out his chest. Uh, he had a collapsed lung that they had to reinflate, and he needs rest or else he'll die. So, But I don't know how much time has passed since, right? No, it's two since days. Mm. At some point, they say two days, right? They said he was out for two days. They oh, yeah. inter- interrogated him. I'm assuming this is still within the next day. I got you. Yeah, he was. They probably knew they had needed to move him fast. I got you. Yeah, he was unconscious for two days, and then once he woke up. So yeah, this it had to be relatively soon because why would the police wait to kill him? Right? They'll get back to it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he needed another month to like recover enough to leave the hospital, the new hospital. And what's his damn name? I keep calling him a reporter dude, but. Uh, yeah. Manzano. Manzano. Yes. Yeah. Manzano tells Creasy about the brotherhood behind it all called La Hermandad. La Hermandad. A brotherhood that protects high ranking government officials and organized crime folks and whatnot. And they're all in it together. So then we see uh Paul help Creasy leave and he tells him he'll get him to the border and from there he has a friend that'll get him to the San Diego Naval Hospital. But Creasy's like, nah, let's go to the crime scene. <laughs> paul's like uh well i (laughs) the scene of the kidnapping we see denzel remembering what happened and then he's joined by the reporter lady we saw earlier mariana uh she tells him that they put a death curse on him and (laughs) he's like that's a little too late (laughs) then she offers to help him take on uh la hermandad and crecia Creasy tells Paul his plan to go to war with the with the folks behind us, and Paul uh, he agrees to help him as well because you know Paul's just <laughs> sure you got this. Like don't nobody believe in Creasy like Paul apparently. Like collapsed <laughs> lung, you could take on a fucking Mexican <laughs> cartel. Like <laughs> why not? <laughs> you got this. I've seen you do all the shit. So so first we see he goes back for his things from the Ramos residence. And he makes a stop in Peter's room. And then the obviously her distraught mother pops in. And, you know, she talks to him for a bit. And she asks him, like, what you going to do? And this is when we get, like, you know, every Denzel thriller has a Denzel declaration of intent speech. And this is when we get the, what I do best. I'm going to kill him. Anyone involved, anyone that profited from it, anyone that opens their eyes at me. <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs> Like that's the that's the line you see in the trailer. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Side note: This I should have asked this in the beginning. Do y'all have a favorite Denzel declaration of intent speech? Because what's what is it? I know it sounds ridiculous. Every speech he gave in "Remember the Titans" was, si- <laughs> was simultaneously ridiculous, but kind of like, all right, you getting me moving? Hey. I get it. Look, we should do a mini series of like motivational speeches or something. I don't know, but like I know what you're talking about. Remember the Titans. My favorite one of those is Pacific Rim, Idris Elba's "We're Gonna Cancel the Apocalypse" speech. (laughs) (laughs) I always said I was going to try to use that as often as possible. And since we're not always in like a kaiju situation, it would just be, it would just be for real simple shit. Like, you know how like going to Walmart's an ordeal, 
it's like, okay, we're going to get hyped up in the car on the way to Walmart. And we're going to go in. We're going to get our stuff. We're not going to get any extra stuff. And we're going to cancel the apocalypse. <laughs> you got your team together at the con, you know, like, all right, everybody. Like, they're like, Tiff, this is Pacific Rim. We, we're just... We're just checking people in. Leave us, leave us be. <laughs> Look, doors open at twelve. <laughs> the panel's already started tonight. Every we know, we know. Friday is the hardest day of the con. It's, it's all downhill from here, though. But we got to get through it. We're gonna cancel the apocalypse. <laughs> I'm sorry. That specific room cycled back to Man on Fire. We're gonna do what we do best. We gonna kill him. <laughs> Anyone involved? We gonna get him a badge. <laughs> Anyone open their eyes at me? Like, wow! What? <laughs> Slow down. Slow down, then. You're just a volunteer. Okay, so. And then we get a quick montage of him picking up his weapons. And Denzel hits uh, Maria up about identifying some folks for him. And she asks, uh, when she'll, when will she know who the proper target is? Uh, you know, because she's a reporter. And he's like, I'll, I'll call you. <laughs> then we see Maria with the uh, AFI agent. AFI? I don't know. That's uh, a, a, uh, Talking about Creasy. And, like, he explains who he is. As the audience, like, we learn, too even though we kind of already knew he's like, he's been doing counterinsurgency work for the last 16 years. He's an assassin. <laughs> She's like, yeah, <laughs> he about to get me the story though. <laughs> like, he's about to give us what we all want. So what you, you know, what's the issue? Yeah, and it's like, well, this is my jurisdiction. you know. So yeah. So, so Denzel begins his war path. And like, first he starts with the getaway driver, uh the kidnapping he scoops him up and he makes him drive off somewhere then we see him almost naked and his hands duct taped to the steering wheel okay hell of a ride (laughs) (laughs) so cycle back to me talking about the poster and not absolutely not wanting to see this movie and i think i kept hearing like yo it's good it's good it's good you got to see this movie and i finally watched it and you know at this point we're like damn near hour 30 minutes into the movie right <laughs> i'm like yo you know it's 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 not it's not bad but whatever and then when he starts cutting off this dude's fingers and then taking the cigarette lighter and sealing the wound man i my edgy teenage brain lost it like <laughs> so I, I, like this might have been maybe the third movie. I, I don't know if I saw this before Itchy the Killer or like Boondock Saints or something. But like this, this is definitely like one of the first three or four movies I've seen where they just straight up torture motherfuckers. <laughs> I was like, yo, <laughs> he's naked. His hands are duct taped to the steering wheel, but his fingers are like flared out. And Denzel starts asking him questions, and he and dude's real cocky at first. And then he takes that pinky off and seals it. <laughs> it was like, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. See, the, see what had happened was. Look, at first he was like, you know who I am? And Denzel's like, yeah, whatever. And starts taking them fingers off one by one. <laughs> I know who the fingers are. <laughs> and he, then Denzel learns about the person who gives the orders is called The Voice. Like I said, and the next place he needs to go is uh, this nightclub. <laughs> I forgot how many fingers he done took off at this point, but uh, before he leaves, uh, before he shot him in the head, I think he got at least three fingers off one hand. Yeah. 
It's like, man, dude. <laughs> dude went from real cocky to just sweating. <laughs> <laughs> like before he shoots him in the head, he's like, okay, my friend, it's off to the next life for you. And I guarantee you, you won't be lonely. <laughs> <laughs> like you there's so many of these torture scenes in movies where like there's that glimmer of hope that like once the torture is over he's like, right, you gonna let me go let you go yeah that you did not feel that in this movie <laughs> he never assured them that you would be okay he never yeah, said that he, he didn't lie to anybody <laughs> and it, it gets better and better like the next one or well the next next one uh but yeah so next denzel shows up at the nightclub in his best rave clothes <laughs> Look, man i i, I just want to be clear he was dressed like every edgy <laughs> black guy that goes to a convention as soon as he stepped out i was like oh no do not hug him that he will get the wrong idea <laughs> He'd, be like, he'd just be like, you know, hey, you see that girl cosplaying as Chi from Chobis? She hugged me earlier. Like, we tight. I'm going to talk to her later. Like, no, mm, no, 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 no. No, no, she hugged you under duress. Oh, man. Sorry, Daryl. <laughs> Let her be. Not even a hug. He asked for a picture and didn't hover hands. That's yep. Like, like, just let or her be. try to pick her up. Ugh. Oh. Ugh. Let it be. Let it be. Go back upstairs and play Yu-Gi-Oh till the con's over. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'll insert a quick story. So it was our first, I think it was Otakon, and it was, uh, I guess it was her second time cosplaying at a convention because the first day, because the first day she cosplayed, this this day she was Yoko from Gurren Logan, and like Yoko, you know, is in like a bikini and stuff. And I saw these motherfuckers in the morning. It was like a group of like seven dudes. All niggas. <laughs> and it was one that just kept yelling out, Yoko! Yoko! <laughs> and I saw him. I didn't say nothing because they all the way over there, all the way at the other end of the uh, convention hall. But, like, they kept popping up. And every time they pop up, they'd get a little closer. But then a long period happened where I just didn't see him. And, you know, it's, it's 35,000 people in the Baltimore Convention Center. Like, you know, what are the odds, right? Right. But, they bumped into us in the dealer's room, and oh, dude was boy. like, Yoko, can I get a picture? And I recognized that it's just the one dude. All of his friends were just kind of with him, you know, but it's just one dude being extra. And he even looks at me and was like, hey, man, is, is it all right if I get a picture of her? And, like, Cerise was cool with it. I was cool with that. I was like, all right, well, you know, go ahead. And he goes, all right, he takes the picture, and then he goes, boob shot. And he, like, holds the, the camera up from high and takes another picture. His six friends look at me. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and I look at them and look at him and I start to move and they grab his friend. Like <laughs> they grab this man, like his feet leave the ground, and one of them yells back, sorry, and drag him off. <laughs> <laughs> I say that story because four of them dudes look like how Denzel is dressed. When he <laughs> <up>. <laughs> it Including was just the, the bandana picture. on the head. The bandana. No, the bandana set the much. whole rest of it off. It hello, was... hello, my fellow kids. Hello, my fellow kids. Yes, it was given old man at the club. Hello, my fellow kids. This is my rock and roll outfit. <laughs> when I go to a rock and roll club, this is how I dress. Like, like stop stop calling it rock and roll stop, stop saying rock and roll 
Because, <laughs> like, I've always been normal into, black like, people um, don't dress like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> not even not even people that are into quote unquote rock and roll. Rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Like I've always listened to like some form of rock and like other things, and there's just always this like weird thing where like the people who like get into it late, they just have this weird buffer where they still have to refer to it as if they don't even like it. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, man, I like to listen to emo rock. I'm like, why did you put rock on the end of it? Why did you say it like that? Like, yeah, like most people think emo rock is for white people, but I like it too. Like, stop saying it, emo rock. <laughs> You keep saying rock at the end of it. That's weird. <laughs> like people are looking at you and hearing you, but they're looking at me too. <laughs> Stop that. Like, yo, Tim, do you like emo rock? Mm, Brian, I will knock your teeth out. <laughs> and they just got the one bandana. <laughs> <laughs> it's their party band. It's their concert bandana. <laughs> It's their, gotta, gotta it's their safety bandana. <laughs> their emotional support bandana. <laughs> it, it hides the hairline. To get back into it, the club thing, he moves too well through this club yeah. for a, a rat, like a, at least somewhat tall black man. It yeah. just doesn't look, at, he looks completely out of place. That's another thing. How tall is Denzel? I'm, I've, I'm, I know where I'm going with this. Hold on. How tall is Denzel? Oh, he's 6'1". And the average, I just looked it up just to be oh. weird. The average height in Mexico is 5'5". Five five. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. So I was going to say, I always so, thought Denzel was average height, but they made him out to be even bigger than he actually is in the movie. But, I mean, it, it could still work. Like, Dakota Fanning is, like, two feet tall. Yeah. Everybody else is 5'5". Five five. Yeah. Like, he and looks then, out of place. And then he wore the big, big old suit. <laughs> Leftover from like, like, like the you know them suits that the basketball players be wearing from the nineties. Like that's, that's, that's what a, suit he had. That's a Steve Harvey suit from the future. <laughs> Usher at church suit. Like, <laughs> so none of that helped him not seem like a yeah. giant person. But I'm He's like I'm always sure I'm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. you're in the you're in the club six one. Everybody five five. You wearing a bandana for no reason. <laughs> bandana shades at night. So he uh, he he makes the bouncer take him to the back, and he keeps asking if uh, anyone recognizes uh, Peter's picture. And then he shoots the bouncer, and then gets info from this this white guy from New Jersey, <laughs> just just to let him know he's serious. He's like, "Well, I just killed him. What you got? Uh, you don't know nobody." And dude starts singing. He was like, "Okay, we use this ATM card every couple weeks. We withdraw two hundred dollars from it. Here's the pin number." And you're gonna want to talk to uh, there's a lieutenant named uh, Fuentes. He's like the leader of like the kidnapping task force, but he also like steals the shit, right? <laughs> so he's the one who it's messed like, yeah, he's up corrupt. the like, what ransom what? drop. <laughs> yep, and. I guess he kills Jersey dude because then it's just the the lady left, right? Yeah. And then she's like, he said, look, you tell me where I can find this girl and I'll let you live. And she goes, oh, the girl? The girl's on the back. And he's like, what? (laughs) Because, or, well, no, no, info on the girl because they told him that she was dead. So he's not looking for Dakota alive. But he's like, I just need info about it. And she's like, oh, well, the girl's in the back. 
And so we go back and it's not her. It's a whole other girl because it's a, you know, it's a ring. It's a kidnapping ring. So, of course, there's other children. Yeah, it moved on to the next girl. Yeah. So he he gets the girl. He takes takes this lady and they go back out through the club and he starts firing. But (laughs) these they're partying so hard that every time he fires, everyone's like, yeah. (laughs) So so he just starts firing more and they keep partying harder, but they at least start the the second one. They were like, Oh, Oh, but they don't Mm. stop dancing. Yeah. They're like, we should (laughs) probably, we're we're just dancing and moving. Uh." (laughs) It's just, uh, then they outside, the building starts going up from him setting off oh, yeah. an explosive. Oh, yeah, he blew, he blew the place up. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. The only place I have for fun is burning the ground. Woo. Everybody had to be just high as shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. The roof. The roof. The roof is on fire in a literal manner. It's not hyperbole. So he gets outside and he calls, uh, what's her name? Mariana Garcia Guerrero. <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> so he, he turns the, the little girl over to her, an ATM card, and says, you know, find out what you can. And also, this lady, she's going to tell you whatever you want to ask. <laughs> so next we see the AFI agent Manzano talk to Paul about Creasy uh, because he's going nuts within his jurisdiction, right? And Paul, that's when we get the other... Uh, big trailer line is Paul tells him <laughs> a man can be artist. Creasy's art is death and he's about to paint his masterpiece. <laughs> Manzano looks him dead in the face like you corny as hell. <laughs> I, I should have said it in Christopher Walken voice. <laughs> a man <laughs> can be an artist. <laughs> Creasy's art is death and he's about to paint his masterpiece. <laughs> he, his father kept that hunk of metal up his ass for 10 years. <laughs> get on the ground. I don't want to. I can point a gun in your face. Why don't you get down? I don't want to. <laughs> what the fuck? So next up is uh, Lieutenant Fuentes. <laughs> that He's a dude that uh, Creasy found out in a nightclub that uh, botched the kidnapping drop. Well, not like he, well, it was botched because of him. He's the one that was driving Mark Anthony and then made that call he wasn't supposed to make. And then all of a sudden, when Mark Anthony was dropping off the money, uh, yeah. the dudes got ambushed because mm-hmm. they were stealing money and that's what they do. <laughs> so it's just wild. It's like all these fucking folks are just corrupt. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's a bag. It's a bad bag. And he's heavily protected. And I forgot where he. they said he lived. So he'd have to get him when he's driving. And when he drives, he's in a motorcade. So what does Denzel do? He gets a fucking rocket launcher, <laughs> fires a <laughs> rocket at the motorcade. And then when, when the front car blows up and the back car, I can't remember if it flips or just stops. But he runs down there. He drags Fuentes out and takes him off. <laughs> and... Next, we see Fuentes in his underwear again with his hands on the hood of a car. And Denzel explains to him that he stuck a bomb up his ass. <laughs> he does it in such a graceful manner, too. Yeah. It's like, like he's, this. It's like, you see what this is? Criminals use this to shove drugs up, up themselves, up the rectum. And this, this, this is, is a, a timer. 
<laughs> and this is C4. C4. You put them all together. All of this is inside of you right now. <laughs> just like, look at it, like, what? <laughs> Sir. So you got a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, like, oh. I, got, I got all the time in the world. You don't, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> this is a scene that, like, Teenage Chiffron was like, this is the greatest movie in cinematic history. He shoved a bomb <laughs> up the guy's ass. <laughs> Granted, I still kind of had that. It still kind of had the effect right now when I watched it. <laughs> like I was just cheesing. I was like, "Man, go Denzel!" <laughs> it's like that. Uh, it's like that Mike Tyson quote: "Everybody has a plan, and still you stick a bomb up their ass." <laughs> I don't think I have the whole quote right. <laughs> it's close enough. You got the emotional response needed uh, <laughs> so he gets Fuentes to confirm that he botched the drop and this is what he does like I said the, he's even though he's the head of the kidnapping task force he uses that to rob everybody fuck the kids right <laughs> and he's done this many times and Fuentes tells him that the money Ramos dropped off was supposed to be 10 million but it was only 2.5 million and the bags had been stuffed with paper and someone must have taken that money before the exchange. And Fuentes says that it was Ramos's lawyer was the one to put the ba- money bags into the car. So, you know, Denzel knows that's who he has to go after next. And then he asked Denzel if like, you know, okay, I told you everything. Well, what you going to do? And Denzel's like, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm going to go. And he's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. What about me? What about me? And he's like, what about you? You got 40 seconds. Please, 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 please. Last wish, last wish, last wish. I wish you had more time. <laughs> last wish. Puss in Boots. It's a good movie. It could have been in that movie. I don't have a. I don't have the right management, but uh, maybe maybe next time. Put me in the next. Put me in the next Puss in Boots movie. You understand? I'll, I'll do it. Son, you don't you don't get what I'm trying to say. I want to be animated. <laughs> Shrek the third won't have shit <laughs> on me. <laughs> uh, uh, so next crease. Oh, I didn't I didn't actually say it. obviously he walks away and freaking Fuentes goes blows up. <laughs> I like that he just took him to like a little spot. It was just an underpass. The streets right he's there. Like, he's like, "Hey, this is a uh, this is where the drop off happened." And I'm like, in the light, everyone can see everything. Oh, yeah, right? it's, it's you be it's passing by on the road and be like, hey, "Man in the underwear." You <laughs> didn't drive him off I don't to the desert. Go back over there. You took him to an underpass on the side of the highway where you definitely could see him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just at least, boxers. at least at least diesel truck drivers could see him. Like, mm-hmm. Yep. What the hell going on over there? Yeah. <laughs> That's not a truck stop I stop at. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. His ass went up in smoke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and next, Creasy heads to Mickey Rourke's house to find a bloody knife, a giant knife, a picture of Rourke ripped out of a newspaper, which was weird, and some banking information with uh, Samuel Ramos's name on it. And so he faxes that over to Marie and asks her about it. Then Creasy heads to the Ramos house to confront Samuel, and he asks Rada Mitchell if she was in on it or just her husband. And, like, then he brings up the missing money. And Rada Mitchell, her name's Lisa, uh, Lisa flips out, and then Samuel confesses that Mickey Rourke and him arranged to get Pete to kidnap 
and they'd all get portions of the insurance money to which Samuel would pay off his father's debts. Because when he inherited the, the company, he also inherited the debts. But Peter was supposed to be returned safely, but Fuentes had fucked the exchange up, and and that's how the kidnapper's nephew caused a shootout, and that's how the kidnapper's nephew died. So that's why Peter didn't get returned. So Ramos blamed Jordan uh, Mickey Rourke for uh, the lawyer for, for Peter's death, so he had already killed Mickey Rourke. And this scene was actually cut. So, like, originally, when you, uh, when we saw Denzel get there, like, you saw beheaded Mickey Rourke, but I guess they cut that out, and you just saw the bloody knife. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Yeah. I just figured Mickey Rourke uh, had no time to be in the movie again and was like, just just, just <laughs> film it weird. I won't, I'm not going back down there. I really wonder if there's more info on this somewhere. I, I didn't dig deep enough to find out, but Mickey Rourke and Denzel didn't get along during filming. And I wonder if that I, had anything I can't to do imagine why. with like how small, uh, how many scenes he had. How I don't think he I've had. heard anything, but like, it just Mickey Rourke was way up his own ass, so mm-hmm. he didn't. He wanted nothing but top billing all the time, and it really, it really messed his career up. Like, according to like lots of different random people, like besides the plastic surgery stuff, it just or well, that was also because he thought he was a prize fighter. I mean, yeah. he's a complicated man. <laughs> he's just a weird looking dude and he acts weird and i mean he was good in sin city and i hate iron man 2 it's but not he the... was he was the best part of iron man 2 no he really he, <laughs> he put his shit together and was like no 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 i'm gonna kill somebody yeah this ain't this ain't what are you talking about look i am getting <laughs> vengeance for my father and i want my bid <laughs> <laughs> all right but anyway uh Shout out Mickey Rourke. Uh, Denzel clearly won this battle. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> so then Lisa tells Creasy to kill her piece of shit husband or she'll do it. <laughs> so And she leaves. And Denzel uh, pulls out the bullet that didn't go off when he tried to kill himself. And he gives it to Mark Anthony and a gun. <laughs> and he tells him... Uh, yeah, bullets... Bullets tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, bullets, bullets tell the truth. Bullets always tell the truth. No, they don't lie. They don't lie. And then we Hip, see him. Hips, bullets. <laughs> they don't lie. <laughs> Sorry. She's also high. Also, say I have no idea what she said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shout out Wycliffe. Um, so yeah, so, so Denzel leaves that with him and he walks off and then we hear the gunshot and we see Lisa come back in the room and find his dead body. So next, uh, Manzano tells Maria that they found who the voice was thanks to the ATM card linking it to his wife and they successfully bugged his house and snuck a picture of him because he had his agents pretend to go around the neighborhood giving vaccines that wouldn't have worked. That wouldn't have worked last couple of years. Free <laughs> what? Get the hell out of here! I'm a pure blood. <laughs> Could you imagine them trying that in like the hood? <laughs> they free. <laughs> Look, I, I know what y'all doing. All right, uh, moving on from a. Sensitive subject. 
uh, as Maria uh, <laughs> goes to head home, oh. she gets ran up on by a dude who I think it's it's the voice's brother. We come to find out who who tells her that if she publishes the picture, they'll kill her. But she publishes anyway <laughs> and tells Creasy. And then like the last time we see her, she's like smoking a cigarette. Like man, they about to come for me. So I hope Creasy get them because <laughs> <laughs> they put that shit in the newspaper front page. Like man. <laughs> And this motherfucker be kidnapping girls. <laughs> Y'all seen the leprechaun say yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to go. Uh, <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> yeah. And Denzel goes to the apartment and though he gets shot in the chest, he still manages to take the voice wife and brother hostage because fucking crazy the man <laughs> and then he uh they they page he makes them page the voice and he calls back on a cell phone and denzel said he's gonna put his brother on the phone <laughs> this fucking scene he says okay i'm gonna put your brother on the phone he puts the phone up to his brother's head and then shoots all his fingers <laughs> <laughs> and then he just holds the phone next to his head as his brother just screams <laughs> he just had his fingers blown up Oh, oh man! And then Denzel is. I'm gonna take your family apart piece by piece. You understand me? You understand me? I don't want your money. I want you. <laughs> <sighs> oh man! Uh, another great quote. Uh, and the voice calls back and tells him that Peter's still alive, and he confirms it by telling denzel the name that Peter calls her teddy bear which is creasy bear right which isn't creepy at all no uh, no <laughs> absolutely just she fine just, she just really loves her big bo- big yeah. bodyguard uh yeah. but there's even there's a scene that explains it a little bit i mean it's still creepy but like there's yeah. they purposely put a scene in where the mother lisa tells creasy that like my daughter just likes making friends and she just wants to be your friend I mean, but, that doesn't mean it's not creepy, man. Yeah, it's still, it's still like. Why don't you? Why don't you let your daughter have like regular friends? I'm just. That's true. You don't see her. With, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, you can bring some somebody over to the house or something. I don't know. Uh, bring some cousins from Houston. What do they call that? Playdates. <laughs> they ain't got. They ain't got playdates in Mexico. Look, that's all she, I'm. That's, she probably has no time to hang out because we see her. Doing piano lessons, swimming lessons. Trying not to get kidnapped. <laughs> look, look, Dakota fans just had a whole lot going on. She took her friends the way she could get them. She's just proximity, right? Yeah. Like, like people whose friends are just their work friends cause, or their coworkers because they don't, you know. Anyway, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, Creasy Bear. That, and so Denzel knows she's still alive. And, like, he's taken aback. But he's like, all right, the voice wants his brother back. Because I guess Denzel wasn't going to take his pregnant wife. He has a heart, I guess. <laughs> to uh, some degree. To some degree. Like, do, like women and children. Yeah, he was, he's he clearly saving the children. All the women he let live. But if you was a man. <laughs> look, fingers, ass, something. Like, you're losing it. <laughs> you're going to be naked. You're going to lose a limb. <laughs> a man lives by a code. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's a Konami code. So uh, the voice says, you know, my brother, you give me my brother and you 
and I'll give you Peter, like a life for a life and my brother. I guess that's a life for two lives, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Denzel agrees because clearly, like, he had one last mission, right? Also, at this point, he done got shot in the chest again. <laughs> Look, that lung done recollapsed. <laughs> so Denzel calls Lisa and tells her uh, Peter's alive and where to come get her. Lisa arrives to a car with Denzel and the voice's brother uh, with no fingers. Uh, and Denzel tells her to exchange plan. And if anything goes wrong, you hold this gun up to his head and you pull the trigger, okay? Also, don't wait for me. And he's like, he makes her like say, okay, like you understand what's happening? Okay, I'm gonna go get your daughter. And we also see that like Denzel still, he has like blood dripping from his hand, which is weird because the gunshot was in his chest. So it shouldn't be like a little bit dripping down in his torso. Anyway, uh, <laughs> point is he's bleeding out, right? So Denzel goes up on the bridge and we see the bad guys. Uh, or it's not the voice, but his he has more dudes, right? Some henchmen. They release Peter, and we get this touching little scene where she's happy to see him, and she tells her she loves him, and she asks him if he loves her, and he's like, I do, I do love you, and he sheds a tear. And then you also see, like, and the, look, one of the things with, like, actors that I love is when you understand something without them saying it. Like, you, you get a whole lot of words across with just like an expression and f i keep saying she's six years old i don't actually know how the fuck old dakota fanning was in this but 40, she, 45. <laughs> <laughs> she she i guarantee you this is one i guarantee it this is one of the scenes that like denzel forgot he was acting because like dakota fanning like blew him away she like she does this thing where you instantly know like because she was so happy to see creasy and she's freed now but then her little six-year-old brain processes that, oh, he's about to die. Like, things are, hmm. And, like, he catches that, and he's like, all right, you got to go to your mom. I'll, I'm, and she's like, he's like, you going home. And she's like, well, what about you? And he's like, I'm going home, too. And she, like, processes it, and he sheds a tear. He's like, all right, go to your mom. And she she goes. Like, she understands. I mean, also, she's been kidnapped for however long now. She ain't about to go back. It's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Deuces. I love you, Creasy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that was a real touching scene. I teared up a bit. Pour, pour one out for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> juice. Juice or whatever the fuck she drinks. <laughs> Dakota runs down to her mom. Lisa releases the brother and he runs across the bridge with no fingers and Denzel <laughs> trails behind him and they get in the car and they take off. But we see Denzel die while riding in the car and we get this bump that says like his date of birth and his date of death. So we know he dies, I guess. <laughs> and maybe just this time. Okay, sure. <laughs> and then another one that says, or that, that shows Manzano, he killed the voice later on that day, which like you said, like they don't really, they could have shown that. They could have filmed one more scene. Yeah. That movie was already two and a half hours long. They could have filmed one more scene and gotten that across, but it was yeah. just like. But instead, you see him getting hit with bullets in the pool and the and other guy running in in his 70s suit with his gun. <laughs> it End of story. I guess they just I... really wanted it to end on Denzel's death. And then it's like, oh yeah, but this happened. So here's my theory there's an alternate ending. Uh, where Creasy doesn't die in the car. He gets to the voice's house and they sit down and talk. And then the house blows up and it implies cycling back to Fuentes. Remember he showed him 
the parts of the bomb. Yes. And then he said, that's inside you right now. Because he showed it to him, that means he could have made another one. Right. And it would have implied that Creasy had C4 up his ass at the end and took out the voice. And they changed the ending allegedly because Tony said it fit better with the story of his like kind of like redemption kind of thing, hmm. you know. And I I get that to a point, but what I think happened is I feel like Denzel wasn't comfortable with <laughs> the implications of him having the bomb up his ass at the end of the movie. <laughs> Creasy not gonna put a bomb up his butt. Like, like not putting anything no, on Denzel. That, we don't actually know. He didn't like, say nah, it's weird. He didn't say it. <laughs> like you gotta just just going off of like, you know, like middle aged black man, two thousand <laughs> two thousand three. Like he probably wasn't like we ain't seen him do can't, nothing. Can he, similar to can he put it can he like stuff it in the hole in his chest? Is not that yeah, more like, the exact same scene? <laughs> And, like, you could have seen him, like, because he checks his, in the alternate ending or whatever, he checks his watch, and when it hits zero, it explodes. But, like, before he checks his watch, he could have, like, patted his pocket and been like, all right, it's in there. <laughs> you, you know, that way your, your brain would immediately go to ass. But I thought that would have been the better ending. But I feel like he w- might not have been comfortable with that. Or somebody in the decision room wasn't comfortable with that. Yeah. But... I definitely thought that's where that was going because in the front of the scene, I was like, he has enough stuff for another bomb. Yeah, he has another bomb. So I just knew that, like, the final surprise would have been like, that other bomb. But (laughs) anyway, they changed it. So I got plenty of time. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Mr. Creasy, I'm sorry it had to end like this. Sorry. I'm not sorry. (laughs) I have one regret. That I'm not going to get to use my ass bomb to blow you up twice. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say I'm sorry. Sorry for what? Sorry for blowing up your bathroom. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) cry. Oh, man. So, uh, I think I kind of slipped in all the trivia along the way, for real. Uh, the only thing probably left was Tony got the idea for, like, the gritty style of the movie from City of God. Now I got to rewatch City of God to see if they do the same shit. Oh, I feel like they don't. You know what? F- not I like that. I feel like it does a tiny bit of those things. And Tony just... I don't feel like it does it to this extent. He just took the town, just went overboard uh, with it. Yeah. The other thing was... Uh, <laughs> Denzel got the part because he bumped into Tony at a doctor's office and then like the night before Tony had seen Dakota Fanning and I Am Sam and he was like hmm they could be, <laughs> they could be the stars of this movie oh you pa- go to uh, uh, Denzel you go to the same rectum doctor as me <laughs> hey don't, don't, be, don't be bringing this up to people hey hey, hey, hey <laughs> come on now I'm gonna tell people unless you get in my movie <laughs> damn it right, you Tony. got me over a barrel <laughs> Uh, so some of the other actors that were considered for the role of Creasy, uh, Robert De Niro, Will Smith, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Kurt Russell, Michael Keaton, Alec Baldwin, Andy Garcia, Keanu Reeves, Val Kilmer, Kevin Costner, Dennis Quaid, Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Viggo Mortensen, Liam Neeson, Gary Oldman, Sean Bean, Alan Rickman, Bob Hoskins, Ed Harris, and Bruce Willis. So every 
known leading man in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only person that they could have do it where they could have that really weird scene between Dakota Fanning and Deadpool where she just goes, is it hard to be black? <laughs> I was like, the fuck? She, why are you bringing that shit up? Why are you bringing that up? Shut up. Get... If Girl. Will Smith had done it, they would have had that scene in there. <laughs> well, let me tell you something about being black. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Girl, yes. <laughs> um. So <laughs> Tony actually wanted to make this movie in 1983, uh, but it would have only been his second movie, and the studios didn't think he was experienced enough to do it. So it ended up being made in '87, starring Scott Glenn by another guy. But then when they wanted to remake the movie again, uh, they were like, oh, well, you think Tony still wants to do it? <laughs> you guys, you picked the perfect time. I've, I've developed my own way to make cameras real shaky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Also, the novel set in Italy because when it came out in the 80s, Italy was like known for kidnapping. Oh, but absolutely. The- that's true. But by the time it came out here, they had cleaned up that reputation. So they went to a place that was known for kidnapping now, which is <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> Seems about right. Yeah. At least that's that's their story and they're sticking to it of why it's in Mexico. They don't have a, a reason for why they put the shitty filter on, though. Oh, shit. Joe Pesci's <laughs> in the original. <laughs> <laughs> he plays David. Who's David? I don't remember. They changed too many they names. changed some the names part, around. The only yeah. name that's the same is Creasy, and that was Scott Glenn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> I feel like the favorite character, but which character are you, might not be a good question this time, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> if it doesn't, if it's not funny, I'm going to just cut it. <laughs> uh, shoot. Weirdly enough, I like, uh, what, what was uh, Walken's character? Uh, I like Paul Rayburn. Okay. Rayburn. Rayburn was down to clown. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's like, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't kill anymore. Which you know who does? I, 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 I got a guy. I, I, I need him. He's a real artist, if you know what I mean. Oh no. <laughs> but um, I don't know if anyone really fits it. I don't feel like I don't know if I fit to. A lot of these people are horribly corrupt or ready to kill at any moment's notice. <laughs> Yeah. It, well, ex- like uh, Mark Anthony, I feel like, man, what a mess. Right? Because, like, he went from being the guy whose wife totally wanted to get freaky in front of a, a religious sculpture to, <laughs> to being candles. a grease ball that just, like, run around town doing whatever people like. I, just how did his. How did his management convince him to do this movie? This movie, I need to know. <laughs> I, know. I need to know. It's a Mark Anthony song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you were building that up. <laughs> I only just remembered that he did that song, and it was like, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, kudos to you for that. He's he's uh he's not one of the people uh that is most remembered from the Spanglish explosion. Nah, he, he, he got he was already shadowed. acting. He was already yeah. acting, so it was just kind of like, oh, that guy's a singer too. Oh, whatever. Yeah. You know, he's no Ricky <laughs> Martin, who was also an actor that went back to singing. Or uh, 
What's the other one? Uh, Iglesias. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. He, uh, yeah. So who, who I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say favorite scenes. All right. Oh, wait. Uh, we skipped Cherry. Did you have a favorite? Oh, yeah. Do you have a favorite Karakata? I No. Okay. <laughs> that's, I think that's why I skipped her. I was like, she's not going to have a favorite one. and She's not going to have one that she is. Nope. I mean, I could, I could only be Rada Mitchell. <laughs> I mean, you could be a man. No. Hypothetical. <laughs> no, because you you were you would probably be very much like, oh 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 oh, you you held our daughter out. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to be Rayburn to save face. <laughs> everybody, everybody is a mix of Rayburn and Anna from the school. Look, she's gonna laugh. I am Dakota Fanning. I'm Peter. <laughs> Because I will make friends with literally anybody. Literally anyone. <laughs> literally anyone. And I also could get kidnapped. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Cherry, your uh, husband's been kidnapped. <laughs> the ransom is $10,000. <000. laughs> what you gonna do? Wow, you just really understand. <laughs> so cheap. I'm trying to see what you're gonna do. <laughs> I mean, for 10k, I, I might as well pay it. That's so little. That's so. Okay, I mean, ten, for 10 million, what you gonna do? <laughs> now I have questions. How did he get there? Did he just like <laughs> let himself into the car? Because I feel like that's what happened. <laughs> Is he trying to get the insurance money? <laughs> <laughs> we got a bunch of physical discs in this car. <laughs> He's got a bunch of DVDs in his car. A lot, a lot, there's a there's a lot of criterions. <laughs> Oh, shit, what you got? Take a look. What's the phone numbers you have? Just look, just look at it back. A lot of them got the download code in there. <laughs> All right. I saw on Blue Sky you were building out your digital library. <laughs> Come on, All man. Right. Get, just get kidnapped. I mean, just hang out. <laughs> okay, real quick. <laughs> favorite scene and or if you have any like awards you want to give I'll, I'll do both at the same time favorite scene is the rocket launcher <laughs> okay um because he, he just pulled up. I, i'm just i'm gonna go ahead and give him like uh, so I, I i oversell and undersell it at the same time but there's all that stuff that's going on in the background where he's talking to the people about what he's going to do why he needs to bust up in their apartment He's like, I'm not going to hurt you, but I need to use your apartment. I'm going to kill a man. And they just straight up, you know, forgiveness. Forgiveness is important. He's like, fuck y'all. <laughs> All right? And and I, again, I'm not going to hurt you. But uh, uh, kudos for the prop department. That thing looked real as hell. Mm-hmm. But secondly, uh, a minus to the effects department. The blowback from a rocket launcher into that room would have burned those people pretty bad. <laughs> they don't just they don't just whoo it's shooting out forward. The, the the exhaust from the back section of that thing is is a lot of heat and smoke. So it'd have been like, thanks for letting me use your apartment. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> We're dying. <laughs> We're already elderly. We can't sit in here in this heat and smoke. And he he just like hopped out the windows like go homes to Bel Air. I don't know. 
That was a very I like <laughs> that scene. If you were if you were to ask me to give somebody a scene to watch to decide if they wanted to watch the movie, it might give a lot away, but it will probably get a, a, at least a few people interested in seeing what the rest of the movie had had in store. <laughs> okay. Uh Cherry. Oh, uh I was trying to decide my favorite. And <laughs> my favorite scene is either him cutting dude's fingers off in the car <laughs> or Right before she gets kidnapped, when she, we can hear her farting at her piano lesson. <laughs> oh, the belching! <laughs> oh, the belching! Oh, That's right. Oh. It was belching, not farting. That was, was such belching. a well. That, he he was so right. Fun <laughs> fact. <was> so good. <laughs> Fun fact: she couldn't belch on command, so they had a a belch stunt double. <laughs> She's a little lady. She was just a little lady. <laughs> I don't know if she has lungs big enough to cause a belch. She right? might pass out. She was so small. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like how, how's your lunch? Oh, I can't drink the ginger ale. I'll, I'll, I'll pass right out. I'll Sorry. burst. <laughs> <laughs> so favorite scenes, definitely the, <laughs> it's messed up, but it's definitely the torture scenes, uh, the fingers and the C4. <laughs> oh, man. And the easy thing to do would be to give Dakota Fanning the acting award, but I'm going to give it to, dang, I, I didn't get his name, but the dude who plays the voice's brother, because once Denzel shot his fingers oh. off, that man sold it. <laughs> He like, was just, you would have thought that he was method acting. Like, his fingers was, are really gone. He looked fucked up the whole rest of the time. Like, just the rest, mess. he was he was going through it. He, oh. he, he spent the rest of the movie like, uh, I'm going to die. And, like, everybody else that got hurt, they either instantly died or they got hurt and then they were about to die and it wasn't a whole lot. Uh, like, the dude in the car... He was cocky, and then his fingers started getting cut off, and then he he started breaking down. But like we saw the voice of the brother, like four more, like four times after he got his fingers blown off, he was just he was not, <laughs> he was not with it. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, final thoughts. Um, oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm not mad. I watched it again, but I probably won't watch it again. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it, it was an assault. <laughs> that that uh yeah, I'm not gonna complain about it again, but yeah. <laughs> Tim. It's about as strong as I remember of a movie, but man, we were all completely and I can never say this word well, desensitized mm-hmm. yeah. to that to that editing style. We just looked at it and took it in. There is no way we should have been okay with the way certain <laughs> scenes of this movie were just edited. Like Mm-mm. somebody just put the camera on a on like a rope and kicked it, and 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 just said, "That's what you get. That's this is this that's the scene." Anytime the camera was static, I was like, it was like the opposite of um, uh, what do you call it? Motion sickness. It was just like this. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, but overall, I, it was still pretty solid. I agree. I probably won't. I won't need to watch it again. Maybe if it's on Superstation. <laughs> Before oh, I forget, yeah. uh, maybe you meant to mention it. Uh, Dakota Fanning and Denzel Washington are uh, reunited in The Equalizer 3. Yeah. Which is the reason. Well, The Equalizer 3 is the reason 
the inspiration behind us doing the Denzel miniseries. Uh, but it's so Full neat that, that they're reuniting after that. So <laughs> when we go Full see circle. this, we're probably going to see it in like two more days. Uh, it's be like, oh, because the, the last time they met on screen, you know, <laughs> it was it was, you know, Creasy was about to die and he was getting her back and they had the little tearful moment. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah. Uh, for me, I had it as a 10 out of 10. I absolutely loved this movie as a kid. But that that editing style just took me out of it. There's Fuck. a couple points off for that. There's got to be the 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 shithole filter is completely dated. As I mean, not even dated. I don't want to say dated. It was never okay. It was never okay. Uh, <laughs> Genuinely. But you st- we still got an amazing performance uh, by Denzel. Which one more piece of trivia? The author of the book he said his heart like s- skipped a beat when he found out Denzel was going to be creasy. But then after he saw the movie, he loved it. And it was like, hold on, who? what the fuck? Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave that alone. But yeah. Also, uh, skip to beat is usually a positive thing. Absolutely. Or, or not, maybe I'm saying the wrong thing. Not He said he it thank? his heart stopped beating. I forgot how is I read it. it. Is it thank? Is that what he said? Because that's it's, not good either. At all. That's the worst. His heart skipped a few beats. Or something I mean, like that. What 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 was he upset because uh because Denzel got to be a white teacher back in the day? Was he worried about <laughs> I feel like he hadn't heard of Denzel or ain't seen a Denzel movie and was just like, You're making him black. Oh. <laughs> but he didn't want to come out and say that. But I still if I could take like get past the fucking the the editing. Shaco vision. Yeah, whatever the shit that was. Um I think it's still a, a great movie. I I need to, I want to read some reviews now from critics so I can see why they hated it because thirty three to to <laughs> eighty nine is a huge disparity. That's, yes, uh, but yeah, it's still a good movie. It's still iconic Denzel thriller trademark. Like you should still watch it, but just just get ready for that editing. Fuck. Um, rest in peace, Tony Scott. I think he did great work with Denzel. And I, don't, I think they were friends too. He had to. He, he had they had five movies together. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, ratings. What y'all got? Um, based on the way I rate things, it comes out to a three and a half stars. So math it. I like it. <laughs> I do math it. It's a whole system. I love that. <laughs> uh, mine is recommendations. Whether I would tell somebody to see this movie, whether I would bring it up in conversation. Um, right now I'd bring it up for the wrong reasons and uh, <laughs> that's not great but I think if someone is a big fan of Denzel and wanted to see uh, some some of the work that like has inspired other directors to uh, bring him all, along into projects or has inspired things like there's definitely the the there's a lot this the movies like John Wick owe to this taken owes to this like um, they took the stuff that was important, like the you know the determination, the uh, wanting to like redeem yourself, revenge, all of that's in there. Um, but it would be kind of like a don't don't kill yourself to to see it if it if it's yeah. around, it's around. You don't know have to worry about getting the criterion of this. Yeah, yeah, it it doesn't hold up as well, but it's still decent. So you know, get to when you get to it. Mm-hmm. For me. It was a 10 out of 10. I kept saying that. I'm bumping it down. <laughs> I, I want to say a 7, which would be cherries also. But yeah. I'm, I think it still holds a special place in my heart, so I'm going to leave it at an 8, which is, means it's a great movie. 
but that just seems wrong. You know, it's a seven out of ten. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> seven is fine. I'm also giving it. It's, it's hard a seven. to say it's a great movie when that yeah. fucking editing pisses me off so much. Yeah. Yes, that's but, what blows it. Yeah, it really yeah. pulls away from it so but much. Denzel and Dakota are amazing in this. Amazing. Thing, so yeah. I'll, I'll amazing. focus on the positive. And, As I say often in my own podcast, they did the best with what they had. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So. Cherry got a bounce to film her podcast now. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, sign off. Uh, give me your plugs. Let's start with Cherry so she can leave. Oh, um, I have a podcast with my best friend Cat called Keeping It Creepy with Cherry and Cat. We talk about horror and thriller things, mostly movies, but occasionally TV shows and books as well, and anime once in a while. Can they find you anywhere online or you oh, don't like people? Um, <laughs> you can I, find us on Spotify. I gave for you sure. an out. We are. No, I mean, like, like social media. Oh, I mean, <laughs> we okay. are on everything: Instagram, TikTok. I mean, uh, you. I'm personally, give, I'm giving you an out. <laughs> I gave you the out. You just be like, no, nah, I don't like people. <laughs> don't. Oh, don't I mean, me. I don't like people. <laughs> just listen to the podcast. Fair. Don't ask me questions. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. No. <laughs> Follow my unused letterbox. <laughs> Man. Well, at least you're honest. You can bounce when you're ready. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tim? Uh, same old, same old. DD Sluggers. Uh, again, repeating this because I actually had to bring this up. Uh, no affiliation to the baseball team, softball team, men's league, whatever, in uh, South uh, Georgia, or yeah, like it's it's not it's nothing to do with that. Not named after that. They don't know who I am, as far as I'm concerned. I do music. They play baseball and possibly berate <laughs> each other under their breath. I might do that <laughs> myself occasionally, but that's not the same thing. Move on, let it go. Just listen to my music or don't. All right, Instagram, uh, <laughs> the whole nine. DD Sluggers. If you find it, you know, say hi. <laughs> I was gonna say. You could follow the podcast on threads, but I still ain't made a threads. I downloaded it, so I'm a step closer. Um, <laughs> I haven't deleted the Twitter account, but I will. I saw something about them getting a new terms uh, come September 29th or something, so they can start selling our info more and yeah. and ha- harvesting some more info. And I don't like none of that shit. Bullshit is dumb, and uh, it's just a. Escape, he's he's trying to like do point. some more things, so he needs some more permissions. And I was like, I no, nah, I'm deleting all my accounts. So <laughs> I still been updating the Twitter for the podcast. Just whenever we post something new, just you know, in case we catch anybody. But it's it's going to be deleted soon. Um, I'll make one for Threads. If you want to follow me personally at Tiffron on Letterbox, uh, Blue Sky, and I'll eventually get actual podcast accounts for those places too. But one more time, uh, subscribe, like, share. Thank you all for listening. We love you. Have a great week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I guarantee it.